The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into The Drive, everybody. Brad Fanning, Jay Binkley, Brandon Kylie. Dot has the day off today. He's taking some kids to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, which, by the way, if you've never been down there, you need to get down there. Uh, the cool thing about that place, you go down, see something new every time. I love it down there. Uh, so CDOT will be Especially back. Especially a tour with Bob Kendrick. Yeah, Bob's the best. Oh, yeah. I can sit there and talk baseball with Bob Kendrick all the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there, he's gone today. Binkley's filling in. And now we've got the one and only Peter Sweeney, editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, in studio today. Uh, oh, there we go. There you go. I, yeah. heard, I heard you, this, or not this morning, early this afternoon. Yeah. You're all about the downtown stadium. I, 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 I appreciate I'm, that. Do you, so you're on board with that too, man? I, I would love that, but I'm not, again, I'm not a Kansas City traditionalist. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm willing to, I'm willing to entertain. Pete, Pete, Pete. <laughs> I'm willing to entertain the possibility because you've got the greatest minds in the, in the world when it comes to sports architecture here in Kansas City. Don't tell me Arrowhead you do that. No, not God. No, no. no, I mean, no. Pete, you got to leave Arrowhead Stadium okay, where it is. Right. I'm yeah. talking more. I think the okay. baseball with the backdrop, it just yeah. feels like it's time. Yeah, I think I think it's time. Maybe that's the best way to to put it. I feel it feels like it's time uh, to have that discussion. So Pete Swinney in studio for the next thirty minutes, talking Chiefs football. He is the editor in chief of Arrowhead Pride. Pete, I want to start you off with this. Um, one of my favorite off season NFL off season Chiefs off season things to do is to keep an eye on Patrick Mahomes on social media. <laughs> So there was this video from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and Mahomes took his puppy to the gym. Oh, yeah. So he's – you know what happened to the rest of us? We took a dog to the gym. And they're calling the cops. You get thrown out. They're calling animal control. Yeah, no doubt about it. But when the MVP does it, he can do it. And, and then Mahomes is on a beach in L.A. with his girlfriend and two other girls modeling his gear now as well. Um, is, are we going to get to the point where it's we're getting Mahomes lash, like, like push lash from uh, Jerry Maguire? He's certainly feeling himself, I think, a little bit more than he, he was last offseason. And he's a 23-year-old MVP sure. of the National Football League. So I, I think you kind of expect that. But you are starting to see a little bit. I wouldn't say jealousy. I think that would be stretching it. But you are starting to see little nudges on social media with Tyreek Hill joking about, hey, yeah. uh, can you push my gear? Anthony Sherman tweeted at him the other <laughs> day. That. Hey, by the way, we're working out too, just in case uh, <laughs> anyone else is worried about it. So there are these little nudges from these teammates. Uh, I am wondering what version of Patrick Mahomes uh, that we get because, you know, you get back off an MVP season, you're in your early 20s, there are certain ways you can act. I really don't expect Mahomes to be a jerk by any means, but there is that percentage of him maybe coming back a little bit full of himself. I just wonder why how he ended up at Derek Collins' house. <laughs> Did you see that? Where he's been staying there with the former, uh, or the, the, yeah. 
he's one a of picture the, that hurt himself on walking his dog one time. It's crazy to say in Kansas City, but he's one of the most popular athletes in the world. You know, if you only, you're you're starting to even I think approach top ten, top twenty. If not, he's not already there already, so I'm sure there's athletes from other um, sports that are reaching out to him. Says, hey, you're in Texas. Why don't you use my place? I'm shocked the Mahomes Magic Crunch cereal is not out yet because I talked to Steinberg a couple weeks ago. He said it's going to hit the shelves. I have been there looking. Do you go every night? No, not every night, yes, but every week do, I go to the store and I look for Mahomes Magic Crunch. When is it coming out? You're tight it was with, supposed to be out. You're tied with Steinberg, man. How can he, he, he picked? He handpicked all these ingredients. Lee, Stein, Lee be Steinberg in, invited you to like a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Didn't show go? me the cereal. Yeah, I want to see it too. And then there's the video of him playing video games, throwing an axe, and turning the light off. You think he really did that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it took several takes. Yeah. Oh, but, but on social media, though, everything's perfect. I think he took one take. I think he took one take. Come on now. Uh, I, it, it's it's interesting. I, I I think you know you saw him when he was behind Alex. He didn't take a lot of endorsement deals, yeah. and now he's the guy. He's one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the National Football League, and he's getting the endorsements and the reaction on social media when it comes to Chiefs fans. Because I I do get an opportunity to see all the mentions and so on and so forth. Is the hope is okay? Well, maybe he'll get enough money where he takes a break. No, in, that's in not going to contract, happen. and that's the wishful thinking. I don't think you can reasonably expect that from a player's first contract, especially with the skill of Patrick Mahomes. But maybe in a second or third contract, yeah. maybe you start to talk about that. But right now, I think you've got to take all the money you can well, get. Well, this is his agent, Lee Steinberg's plan. Prove yourself first. Yeah. He said you've got to prove your... He did. He goes out, wins the MVP. Now the endorsements come. But they've been very selective of what they took. They didn't want the whole Brady Quinn billboard situation before you prove yourself. They didn't want that, and they didn't do it. They had a plan for marketing with Patrick Mahomes, and it's working out brilliantly. And I think there's an aspect, too, of the Kansas State Chiefs fan, right, who who thinks this is really cool. I mean, the last mm-hmm. quarterback that was, I think, this cool in Kansas City... It was Joe, right? was Joe Montana. Yeah. was Joe Montana. I mean, Alex... Joe had four rings. and Alex Smith and Trent were winners, but this is... You have the yeah. coolest player in the National Football League. Like, it used to be maybe like a J.J. Watt or a Von Miller. Now you have the coolest guy in the National Football League. And when can you say that about the Chiefs? Last time was Joe Montana. It's been a long time. We're talking to Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride uh, up until uh, 4 o'clock today. He's in, here in studio uh, with uh, Jay Binkley and I. Maybe this is an, an old guy take, and I hope it's not. But do you think that him living... And, and maybe this is just the way it is. Because, again, I have... You know, I have stepkids that are teenagers, right? And so I see social media all the time and the impact it has and the time that they spend on it. Um, is this just sort of the new normal, no matter if you're a superstar or not, um, videotaping yourself playing video games you know, and doing what he's doing? Or do you think he's the, the older version of the Chiefs fan is going to be like, come on, man. I'm like, yeah, hey, just cool it a little bit. I don't need to see your, I don't need you videotaping yourself with your dog um, in the gym. I don't need to see video of you playing video games, you know, or is that just kind of the way we're going? And maybe, maybe it's because we haven't necessarily experienced it in Kansas City with a star either. I turned 30 years old in November, and this whole Twitch video game thing yeah. is, it was my first indication, I'm sure, of many that are to come yeah. of year old. Because I don't get it either, where kids go online right now and they'll yeah. watch other people playing video games, and that's sort of their entertainment for the day. I like video games. I like Madden. I like to play them. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's a common thing. I mean, it is a common thing that kids are doing, and they enjoy it. And I think what the draw is, is if you admire them in another way, like a Tyreek Hill or Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, you go on and watch their video games. Or if the person happens to be really good, 
then yeah. like they have this guy called Ninja who does the Fortnite series. Yeah. And, and he makes millions of dollars. Which is crazy. Doing that. Well, good for well, him, though. College so, scholarships now for playing esports. Yeah. Esports. And I think it's going to be even a bigger and bigger thing as time goes on. I, I mean, I find video games fun, but just the draw. I mean, and they're even in our line of work, so to speak. There sure. are commentators who are making a living off this stuff now. They're, they're, they're play-by-play guys for, for Twitch. Is Correct. that what it is? Yeah. That's unbelievable. I, I, I remember when poker came out. That was a big deal on TV when it initially came out years ago. I'm like, why in the world do you want to watch somebody play cards on TV? And, I, and a lot of people I, are really into it. I think the draw is that anyone can do it reasonably. Like, so yeah. you look at professional poker, you're like, this fat guy with these googly-eyed <laughs> glasses is about to win this the multi-million yeah. dollar bracelet. And then now you look at video games, you're like, I, I play Madden. I could win $100,000 yeah. playing Madden. Like, you may never be able to play in the National Football League. I think that's the case for a lot of us. But you could maybe get that good at Madden. And I think that interests people as well. Yeah, I would like to see more real-life stuff. If, if Mahomes is going to do this stuff on social media, I would like to see, um, at, at some point, more real-life stuff. Like, let's show him cooking dinner doing something like that. Because here's the fear. And this is, again, the step-parent in me coming out. Is that I think kids, they create this perfect profile that they have on social media. Because nobody shows their bad days on social media. It's a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel of your life on social media. And then when real life kicks in, some people don't know how to handle it. You know, because it's not the, the profile and the things that they've, the, the, the image that they've created on social media. So I would actually like to see Mahomes, if he wants to have an impact on some kids, because I think there's a lot of people that watch this, and, and it's not his responsibility. He doesn't have to do it at all. But show me a bad day. You know, let me know when, when the perfect Patrick Mahomes I mean, I'm sure he gets a flat tire, too. You know, there are certain days when he burns his eggs. You know, I actually wouldn't mind seeing that part of his life <laughs> instead of him throwing an axe and hitting, a, and hitting a, a light switch, even though that's fun to watch. I, I mean, Andy Reid would be the furthest from being a fan of this type of thing. Sure. But if Patrick Mahomes was willing to do a reality show with Britney, you don't <laughs> think there's a person out there oh, that owns an Internet company or... Yeah, they'd or, be all over it. That would do it in a second, so... There's a possibility that exists out there. I don't, I don't expect it anytime soon, given Andy Reid is his head coach, and that would be something he, that he would hate. He just has come across, like Mahomes has come across as, as, as such an everyman, you know, so far. And I think he's starting to get away from that a little bit. And so I, I'll be curious to see where this thing goes. Well, I've always said this. I think the power structure out there is Clark Hunt, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Brett Veach. And he's elevated himself to, to be able to walk into Andy's office and tell him exactly. He, he could have been the one to go in there and say, we got to get rid of Bob Sutton. Right. Like, it could have been Mahomes. No, they, it was. They, they, no way. They had a, I wouldn't put it past them. The Chiefs have been very weird about this. They've been weird about this from the beginning when it comes to this player in particular. Like, yeah. Red Feet, they were, the Chiefs, you know, Brad, from your days, you know, doing the local TV sure. stuff, like, the Chiefs never hype anyone up. Even before <laughs> this kid played, they were like, sure. all right, you know, this is the best player we've had ever. And it, and they it, had to to sell tickets, though. They, but they treat him a little bit differently. And, and I think the difference with, it, with him handling all this, and this is something that's a, a blessing that doesn't happen for every, every kid, is he's PM2. Like, his dad already yeah. been through this. Of course, not to the extent of being the number one player in the National Football League, but at least he's been in locker rooms. He knows Alex Rodriguez. He's been around fame. So maybe you hope that humbles him a little bit as he finds his success. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger for sure. We'll continue this conversation on the other side. Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride is in studio. We'll be right back on The Drive. The Drive, presented by Tecate. Welcome back into The Drive. Royals playing a couple of games today, a couple of split squads down in uh, Arizona. They trail the Chicago White Sox 8-4 to four in one game. And in the other game against the Dodgers, I believe that game is still scoreless. So uh, the Royals playing a squ split squad today. we got a spring training game tomorrow here on the drive. But believe it or not, we actually have a full show. Bubba Starling's ripping the cover off the ball still today. Is, is, that, is that like your heaven? 
Arizona where you, you can uh, have two baseball games at once. How could it not be? I mean, that's amazing. You have great that, weather and palm trees. That's you. Surprise baseball. Arizona. You go, turn around one Royals game, you turn around the other. What's better than that, man? I don't <laughs> think Cannon brought up the weather and the palm trees. We all know uh, it's about the baseball. Come on. It's no, even better. It's about the old people because he feels young down there. Yeah, everybody. He feels I, young I, I down have, there. You know, it's funny. when I, I This is how corny I am. I took three days of vacation last week, and I actually went down to watch baseball on my vacation just to get out of here. Um, but it is funny. Like, you go out and have dinner, and it's like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Flanny and I had dinner uh, one night. Cleared out. And, and it was packed when we got in there. Name, name Joe. And, well, Flanny's my dude, you know? <laughs> and so literally 45 minutes after we got there, the place was empty because all the, uh, all the old people down there were done eating dinner and going to bed by like 8.30. You got to watch the golf carts. There, yeah, golf cart lane down there too. You gotta watch it. Spring training makes you feel like you're five foot seven. It, it does. <laughs> you're right. Even though I'm five six and a half, they stole an inch from me in the combine, which is not fair. Is Altuve shorter than you or taller? Oh, I could dunk on Altuve. Absolutely, I take him to the rack. I did. Some, I did some minor league work for the for the Rays. I, I talked about this before on the yeah. the, the radio. And then we were in Charlotte, uh, Port Charlotte, Florida. And same thing. I mean, besides the baseball, it's just, I mean, the median age might that down there might be like 65. I know. No, I know. Nothing to do. There really isn't. And, and especially out in Surprise with the Royals. It's actually starting to grow, uh, grow and build out there. But uh, I love it down there. I just, I, I just love being around baseball and, and winter's, winter's gone. We got Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride in studio coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, Binkley's got some weak take about the Big 12 race and how it changed and whatever. I'm sure you're going to want to hear that. It's going to be amazing. Right, Bink? I mean, it's just a hot, hot, smoking hot, piping take uh, that Binkley's got about the Big 12 race uh, based on the KUK State game Ugh. last night. But Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Brian's in studio. Uh, Pete, I want to ask you a couple of things. Uh, we talk about Brett Veach being aggressive. Uh, is this the offseason that he needs to show it? I, I think it's interesting because what's the Chiefs' biggest need? It's the secondary. And, I, you know, I was telling you guys off the air, I mean, detailing prospects is not necessarily my game. I got a whole team for that. Sure. At Pride. Uh, but you, from what you hear is it's, we, it's a weak cornerback draft. There aren't a ton of safeties. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs aren't picking until 29. And they got two second rounders. Like I wouldn't rule out them finding a way to get into the top. I mean, because your biggest need is what? A starter in secondary on defense. And Brett Veach is aggressive. He likes to go after guys that he really likes. There aren't a ton of cornerbacks that are exciting in this draft from everything that you hear. So you wonder if he goes and, get, and gets his player that he likes. And again, it, it all connects, right? So you have to think, okay, how does this work with free agency? How does this work with the status of Justin Houston and Eric Berry, so on and so forth? It's fascinating. And, I mean, it, we are in the peak speculation season. He used to work over there mm-hmm. uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, here's what I'm curious about. And maybe you don't have the answer to this. I don't know. When Steve Spagnuolo is the defensive coordinator and the fact that, let's be honest, the Chiefs haven't done a bang-up job drafting defensive players under the Andy Reid era, with the exception of maybe Marcus Peters, Chris Jones. Sure. Um, how much is Spagnuolo, in your opinion, going to factor into what they do in the draft? I, I think it's got to be hand-in-hand. Hand. And, and from what you see and, and hear out of you know, the Chiefs' facilities, mm-hmm. it, it is going to be like... There was a really good nugget, and I think um, BJ had it on his Twitter, and I get it. You know, they're putting out a lot of positive stuff about the sure. game, so you got to keep that in mind. But that being said, it was a really good nugget about um, how Brett Veach and Steve, like from the second that he's walked in the mm-hmm. door, like he's been in draft meetings. And I think you have to have that. And I, you know, you, we have an article right up right, up right now just to be, you know, quantifying the debate between Brett Veach and John Dorsey, and that's all fine and good. But mm-hmm. one thing that you can't uh, lie to yourself about is when. Dorsey and, and Reed were here. Um, Dorsey and Reed were here. I wouldn't say it was head to head, but they each kind of reported to Clark Hunt and yeah. were, they were had their own agenda a little bit. 
I think this is the closest it's been to a marriage of offensive football, defensive football, personnel staff than it's been in Kansas City um, since Reed came in 13. And I think that's what you want, given now this small window that you have with Patrick Mahomes' rookie contract. I, I definitely think there was a separation of power yeah, when it was exactly. Dorsey. And, and he kept saying is, is Dorsey's be- on this side, Reed's on this side. But with Veach being such an Andy Reed guy, and I'll say this about Spags, and he has said this several times, his trust level in his assistants. You know, when he talked about taking a year off, he'd go to NFL films and watch what other teams are doing. I think that did him a wonder good. I think Bill Snyder learned a lot by watching other teams when he took the little hiatus when he took time off from Ron Prince, but he really listens to his assistants, just like when he was breaking down D Ford. You know, I'll talk to my defensive staff to see what's the best fit. I'll talk to my linebackers coach and defensive line. He's talking about Brendan Daly and Matt House coming together and figuring out what to do with D Ford, tag him or not. You want him on with the hand in the dirt or not. I think he trusts his assistants a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if these guys are very instrumental in looking at certain pieces for Steve Spagnola, I think his whole staff's going to be involved in this. That's how much he trusts them. And, and from what you hear, the, ch- the Chiefs were enthusiastic about getting that staff here. Like, that's why they went above and beyond. To yeah, and he picks up a phone. To, 150 uh, grand? Okay. And and I, I think that's important because a defensive coordinator can't do anything. And for him to basically you know clean house and say, all right, we tried to change the personnel a little bit last year. That didn't work. It's clearly a staff problem. He cleaned it out completely, except for Britt Reed, who moves positions. So can't fire the coach's kid. Really, what this is for the defense is exactly what the Chiefs need. It's <laughs> it's can't. You can't, man. You can't fire him. He's I'm the sorry. only one that stayed. You can't fire the coach's <laughs> kid. He's the only one that That's stayed. That's just a fact, man. It's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, he got demoted. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. I wonder he, if he got a pay raise. He got a little demoted for yeah. what it's worth. But but well, at least he's still here, right? Yeah. Yeah. All that being said, what it provides wiping wiping the slate clean and having all new coaches is it's a change of scenery for every defensive player without moving them. So you, I think players that maybe weren't as good last year, the slate is clean. They may be good. I'm looking at Anthony Hitchens, for example. He may be good under this new scheme, whatever, yeah. this hybrid 4-3 under type deal. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see what this new coaching staff does with these players. We're talking to Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Pete, there's a, a story out there today that the Bengals are willing to listen uh, to trade offers for John Ross, who oh. is... Just grease lightning, man. I mean, this guy's fast. I mean, is he Tyree Kill fast, or is he close to that fast? Step, or not? step, sl- step slower, but I think he automatically becomes it, the, it, the second fastest player in the team. 4 2 And they're talking, what, fourth-round draft pick, something like that? Is that the talk for him? BK, you were on top of this. Fourth-round draft pick, potentially, for John Ross. Is he going to take more than that to get him, you think? I, I would think a late-rounder. Yeah. A, a late-rounder. Is that something the Chiefs do? I don't think you can rule anything out with Brett Veach. I mean, to be fair, I, I think... Going after a player like that shouldn't be a priority, but if it fits and makes sense, maybe they go and do it. I don't. I think you have Sammy Watkins there for a reason. You can't move Sammy, yeah. given that contract. Um, and, and so uh, it'd be a reach, uh, but but you never know. Like Veach has been, uh, if he likes a certain guy, he'll find a way to get it done. And I, I think a lot of Chiefs fans like that about him. I think they already got that guy. DeMarcus Robinson's pretty fast. His combine time wasn't that fast, like a 4-5, but... They've got the speed on the outside, and they have it with Tyree Kill. I think they need more possession-type wide receiver for Patrick Mahomes than another speedster like Hill and Demarcus yeah, Robinson that the, can get downfield as well. The only thing that makes this a question, like if Chris Conley had another year in his deal, mm-hmm. I, I think there's no way they yeah. don't get him. But the fact that he's a UFA makes it more interesting, like how much confidence do they have in D-Rob we're about to find out in this offseason. Hey, let, let me get you out of here on this. What are the Chiefs going to do with Justin Houston? 
I know this is the speculation time right now. So I know. We don't have football, with the exception of the Alliance, which Binkley loves. But what are the Chiefs going to do with Justin Houston, in your opinion? I think it's an interesting case, and it's because he was an above-average player this year. I still think he's an above-average player um, last year. But I think they ultimately have to cut him because the money doesn't match what the performance sure. gives anymore. And they're so far up against the cap, they can't afford it. It would be great to, in a perfect world where there's a lot of cap, I think he's still on this team. Doesn't sound like he wants a pay cut either. He's not a guy who's taking a pay cut. I mean, yeah. if you know him, he's, he ain't taking a pay cut. So I think ultimately he gets cut. And it's hard to replace. Out of the top 20 sackers last year, 14 of them were first-round picks. Four of them were second-round picks. Two of them were third-round picks. Nobody in the top 20 in sacks was past the third round. That is how tough that position is to fill. And there's a good amount of edge guys in yeah. this draft, again, from what you hear. So there's a lot of options that the Chiefs have. I hope they end up using the top three picks on defen- defensive players and then maybe look at offense uh, the rest of the draft. I love it when Binkley gets cocky with a stat that he looked up and he starts shaking his head. He's so proud of it. I love it. That's one of my favorite things, Bink. I love you, man. That's Pete Sweeney. You, you don't like dealing in facts. You, 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 guys, are, you guys are a match made in heaven. Oh, my God. That's your problem. Man. You don't like facts. That's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Pete, thank you for I coming guessed. in, man. Thanks.